What's going on? What's going on, everybody? It is the only sports podcast. I'm Will. That's Casino and his baby over there. Uh, my child is standing right over here just staring at me, picking his nose. So <laughs> this is a, a kid, uh, kid-centric kid podcast that's not kid-friendly at all. Definitely uh, but- <laughs> not. <Earmuffs>, child. <laughs> uh, but how are we doing today, Casino? Pretty good, pretty good. I'm actually having a okay day. Um, looking for a new job, but that's okay. Things are change is good. Change is good. Um, my baby's healthy, and I'm doing okay. I'm very positive today. Today is a good day. Bam. I mean, I cry off song? air. I, I cry off air about everything, but yeah, on air, I'm I'm okay. but speaking of things to cry on air about casino we'll talk about the divisional playoffs but uh i'm wearing eagles beanie today (laughs) because as a philadelphia sports fan it's just nothing but to celebrate over here nothing but celebrations let's forget everything that happened in the playoffs because offensive coordinator was fired today they fired (laughs) both their defensive coordinators Jason Kelsey, we didn't report it on the podcast because it wasn't confirmed. There's reports he's coming back again. What? Uh, yeah, he's a. There's apparently internal reports that I he thought doesn't. He, I thought he already officially said he retired. No, it was that scumbag Adam Scheffner just saying it, and then everybody being like, "That's not confirmed." Because you know how he just randomly says shit and we're supposed to act uh, like he's some great reporter or something. I took the bait. I took the bait. I hate that guy. I hate Adam <laughs> Ugh. Uh But yeah, so you're wearing your Eagle stuff. I'm wearing my night stuff per usual, as always. Yeah, but I just it, have too much of it. Well, then also we're going to talk about what happened with Joel Embiid last night, scoring Ooh. 70. And Towns. Uh, and Towns. Yeah, just a great, great sports day to be a we've been meaning to talk, and here's, We've been meaning to talk about Joel Embiid, though, for a minute now. Oh, yeah. This he's, this season is insane. He's um, having a, an MVP season, and again, it's an really MVP impressive. that I haven't seen, like, <laughs> yeah. in a while. <laughs> it's He's averaging, I mean, we can touch on it right now. He's averaging just, just this year. During the regular season, this is fucking crazy. He's averaging 36 points a game, okay? (laughs) Averaging 36, 11, almost 12. So he's averaging 36 points a game, almost 12 rebounds, six assists, and like two blocks per game. That is a (laughs) stat line that is just ridiculous. And plus, it's like people, I keep seeing like, uh, quote unquote haters, even though I hate that term, haters. Keep being like he sits out a lot of games and all that kind of stuff. He sat out against Utah, Atlanta, and uh, the Clippers. The game before, the two games before that, he had thirty points, thirty-one points. In one of those, he had a triple double. The <laughs> next five games after he sat those three games out, uh. he had forty-one, forty-one, thirty-six, thirty-three. And seventy and three of those games were triple doubles. That's fair. Oh, so, or double. Right, well, we'll, we'll we'll get more into that here in a bit. But let's. Uh... It's just insane. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, first we got to talk about the divisional round of the playoffs, Casino, and just like last year, I mean, it took a week, but Daddy picks them right is back. Daddy picks them right is back because I went four and zero. Uh, to be six and two in the playoffs, Casino, like a fool, like a fool, picked the Texans. He <laughs> picked the Bills, and we both okay. picked Lions and 49ers. So you yes. went two and two, which means you are five and two in the playoffs. Or no, I'm sorry. You're five and I have you I'm only one game behind you. Yes. Because you thought, and I mean, let's just start with uh, game one. <laughs> you thought the Texans had a chance yeah, against this 49ers hey, half, team. It was close. It was, it was close at half. It was tied, but it was tied. It was tied, but it ended up being 34 to 10. Uh, the Houston Texans fall in Baltimore to just <laughs> a juggernaut of a team. Dude, I mean, Lamar, Lamar, first half, Lamar looked like he 
did the previous uh, previous playoffs. Um, yeah. But man, did he roll out? Did he roll out in that second half, dude? He had six. <laughs> the game he had sixteen for twenty-two, a hundred fifty-two yards passing, two touchdowns, eleven carries for a hundred yards, two touchdowns, and averaged nine yards a carry. Did he have? So, yeah, he had four touchdowns. Uh, yeah, and also, what's crazy is you and I were messaging during this game, and we're like, Lamar Jackson is not even having that good of a first half, and he still had like. A uh, hundred yards passing, fifty uh, rushing, and he had two touchdowns going into the half, or something like that. And it was just yeah. like it didn't even feel like he was having a good game. But I'll tell you what, the Texans defense or the uh, Ravens defense. I mean, we've talked about them all year, but CJ Stroud literally felt like he had a second to throw every single time before he was just running for his life. Right, you're right, I, and you know what, you. With that being said, he still, I felt like, played a decent game for as heavily pressured as he was. Yeah, no, you look at his, well, the thing that's been most impressive with him this season, and we talked about it when he had that ongoing streak of longest career without a turnover, remember in the yeah. in the middle of the season? But it's his ball security and how just he's never careless with the football. Right. We'll get to the Packers 49ers game where and looks, the Bills. Yeah, where it looks like Jordan Love was just doing his best Brett Favre impression at the end, but best the, dude, the, he he nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> the thing that has always been my one like issue with both Hertz and with Josh Allen has just been their ability to at random points of the game, all of a sudden just not give a shit about ball security or about any type of what is it? Any type of let me not try to turn the ball over here and let me just try to play hero ball. The thing I love about CJ Stroud is he never does that. He is never risking something that you're like, there's a 90% chance this is a turnover, 10% chance it's just a bad throw or a completion, right? And C.J. Stroud in this game, it wasn't impressive, but again, the numbers are not bad considering the consistent pressure he was under. I mean, oh, yeah. that you line know, you buckled know to that you Ravens know what's team. crazy is the Ravens did not get a sack in that game when yeah. they – when they have like a franchise record in sacks for the year, it was like over, over 60 or whatever it is. I don't know. It's something, something insane. Um, I saw that stat pop up while I was watching the game and for them not to have a sack this game, like that's pretty good. I mean that, and that goes back to CJ Stroud, you know, scrambling. He was scrambling a lot, but he was not turning over the ball. Like this Texas team is going to be legit. Yeah, I especially really in a Texas weak team, division. Like I, I could see them within these next three years with, you know, that's typically how long a rebuild is. And they started their rebuild with picking him in the draft. You know, they started, they went from horrible last year, second worst team in the league to, you know, making the playoffs, winning a game. Um, So you got to, you got to think that when they finish their final rebuild on this team, say in two years from now, that's a legitimate Super Bowl contender if they can keep a lot of the main pieces and bring in the right pieces. Well, especially when all the guys, all the playmakers they have are basically rookies or second-year players who are yeah. all on their rookie contracts. Oh, I was literally going to say oh. that next. Yeah, is and and you do this and you get you hit this team on this rebuild who are doing really well with their rookie contracts and you are able to spend the money and bring in big – oh, yeah, I do uh, you bring in bigger players, um, you know, those that those few big money players. And, you know, you, you kind of do what the Rams did um, yep. in a sense. And, I mean, if you have the talent with the young guys, and because and here's the worst thing, you know, worst case scenario, you do that. It doesn't work out. You get rid of those those really pricey players. And then now you start signing, you know, those rookie contracts. And, you know, you start signing them a little bit. But. Well, also, this front office on this team nailed pretty much every nailed draft it. pick they had. So nailed now it. you're going into the draft 
getting more positions of need, you trust your front office because they got you guys oh, like yeah. DJ Stroud and Tank Dell and those type of guys who really contributed to this offense. I All mean, day. you you mentioned it, but the Texans for losing 34 to 10, you think when you see a box score like that, it's turnovers, it's fumbles, it's fluke plays. The Houston, both Houston and Baltimore, no fumbles lost, no interceptions thrown. Houston wasn't sacked once, or should I say CJ Stroud wasn't sacked once. They sacked Baltimore three times, dead even on third down uh, efficiency and time of possession, a little bit of disparity with probably about 12 minute difference but really the killer in this game was just that houston couldn't get their running game going so they became one dimensional and baltimore just ran the ball down their throat the whole yeah. team rushed and for with, even with 29 yards even with setting a spy out for lamar like they figured that out the second half and it was over um yeah and Lamar Jackson, it, I'm happy for him that he finally had by far, by far, his best playoff game. Right. Like, um, and, and you know, I, yes, my pick lost, but it's not because my pick lost because they played bad. And no. It was the Ravens. So much better. The Ravens yeah. just played. They played to perfection damn near for the game. They made the mid-game adjustments that they needed to do, and that's how teams win. That's how a lot of teams win. I talked about it all year with Washington in college is typically they always came back in the second half and crushed it. So like, that's a, that's just good coaching. That's a good team. You know, people understanding what they needed to. I, he's so talkative right now. Um, <laughs> he wants to give his Lamar Jackson take. I love it. So I'm, I'm all for it. I, you know, I, I'm, I'm all for the Ravens. Like if I recall, right, I think the Ravens have only been to the Super Bowl twice um, winning one of those. So you no, know, no matter. No, they've been three times. Okay, they three were, times. I knew it was some. I knew it was a lower number. But, yeah. Well, I mean, they've um, only been a franchise since what ninety eight, ninety seven. Yeah. No, and like they that. have more Super Bowl appearances than most teams. <laughs> like that just shows how uh, good that organization is run. Yeah. And, but and, and, I mean, and if it wasn't for the Patriots being so dominant, so dominant for you know the, all the two thousands on that they could have they could have easily been there multiple more times. Oh like, yeah. This is such a well-run team and I, no matter how much I hate Baltimore being a Patriots fan, I can't. <laughs> um how much I hate Baltimore being a Patriots fan, I you know, you got to give credit where credit's due, man. I like Lamar. Um again, I finally turned that page on. I do think he's a really good passer. Um and yeah, I'm I'm all I'm all for it, man. I'm I'm cheering the shit out of them to move to the Super Bowl. So with that being said, how about we seg you into our next game? And that is, of course, Casino, the game that angered me more than any of the games this past weekend. Uh, well, that's we'll get to the Bills Chiefs game, but this game <laughs> was I, I just real quick before we get into it. The Bills and the Packers, I don't say the Niners won this game. I don't say the Chiefs won their game. I say the Packers and the Bills blew both games. Yeah. That's how I, mean, I how when I watched these games, the Bills and the Packers should have won. Jeez. <laughs> they should have won these games. Uh, um, this one, the Niners I mean. And the Chiefs, dude, this one ripped my heart out. The, these ripped both these games. I don't have my team in it anymore. I shouldn't care. And like my heart got ripped out with both like this weekend with both of these. I mean, dude, oh, I mean, it would be so, it would be so refreshing going into the championship weekend where it's the NFC and AFC championships. If it was Packers lions, two fresh blood teams we haven't seen. Uh, and then it would be Ravens, uh, Bills, again, two teams that are always kind of around it, but never this far in the playoffs. So again, fresh. Instead, we get a, a term I'm coining right now, a dynasty of nothing, which is the 49ers are just here. Uh, I think they said four of the last five years they've been in the NFC Championship game. They've been to the Super Bowl once they obviously lost it to the Chiefs after giving up a 10-point lead uh, 
what does that remind you of? And then it's mm. just they're the 49ers at this moment are just a dynasty of nothing. Every year they're picked as the Super Bowl favorites. They get to the NFC championship, and then except for one year, they lose that game, and then we go next year and everybody's like, they have the best roster. They have the best blah, blah, blah. They have the best blah, blah, blah. This is, this game was first off great, great cannon fodder for the Brock Purdy is overrated game or for the overrated team, because this was maybe the worst Brock Purdy game. I'm even going to say it was the worst Brock Purdy game. I've seen him play because there was no excuse of the concussion. And he just, he was bad. He looked bad, bad at this game. I mean, 250 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, but when you were watching that game, he just looked rattled. And again, the the thing we've always said about Purdy is he looks very stoic. He stands in the pocket. He never looks bothered. He looked like the moment was way too big for him. The rain was messing him up. You kept seeing him and his tiny quarterback hands try to grip onto this football and he was wiping and he was just he looked flustered. And especially you look flustered against a team that you're four wins better than in the regular season and should not be a threat coming into your house. Right. And and something that I saw as well um, while watching the game this was the first time in 51 games, I think it said, 51 games that a player, a single player ran for over 100 yards on them. Um, yeah, and I mean, and Aaron Jones. I, 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 the Packers look great. I, I felt so bad for Jones. You know what? And so with the Packers looking really good, and like I'm going to say this about both the Chiefs and the Niners. Like I'm going to say it here. I don't mean we could talk about them later. I'm I'm going with the Ravens Lions for these next two games because the Packers almost taking down the Niners. I think the Lions are better than the Packers. And yes. the, the and the Packers almost taking down the Niners. I feel like they lost that game due to that horrible interception throw that Love did. Um I'm I have Lions, even though they're going into the Niners, I have Lions beating beating the Niners. I I, I personally do. They're so hyped. They're so ready. I guarantee you there's going to be a tremendous amount of Lions fans making that trip out to San Francisco. I guarantee you that. I mean, it's probably it's still going to be a lot of Niners fans because Niners have a really good fan base, and they're going to try to not let as many tickets go away as possible. But I guarantee you there's going to be a much higher Lions present than people think. Uh, anybody that's a Lions fan that is somewhere in this West Coast, they're making that trip. They're going to that game. I Yeah. They're going to that game. And then same with the Chiefs, that the Chiefs have just looked so up and down. The Bills blew it again, as they do. Josh Allen, I just don't know what to say about him anymore. But the Chiefs blew that game, or the Bills blew that game. The Chiefs barely won again. The Ravens are just too damn good. that, And Chiefs have to go into Baltimore to do this. Like, I can't, outside of the to the Lions and the Ravens just screwing the pooch. Like the Ravens definitely are going to beat the Chiefs. Like that th- that has to happen. If it doesn't happen, like Lamar Jackson, you're done. I'm over you. The Chiefs, new dynasty, and I'll say it on this podcast. You oh, know, shit. I know. Like it's going to suck. But and then the Lions, they can beat the Niners. But you know, you've talked about it. They are a little shoddy sometimes, uh, especially with that defense. I think if they are if they can contain McCaffrey, which the Packers did a lot of, uh, even though McCaffrey did have a really good game, ninety eight yards, two touchdowns, um, uh, but that game could have been a lot worse. You know, um, they did try to contain him as much as they they could. I mean, I'm just going to say it out, say it like that. Um, but no, I I truly think that that can happen. Um, but yeah, so going back to the Packers Niners, you talked oh, about God. it going into this game, doing his best Brett Favre impression. Oh. I like I liked Jordan Love. This, I mean, well, I, let's I, so uh, before yeah. we get to the Brett Favre moment, <laughs> this game going into halftime was seven to six Green Bay, and it was seven to six where it felt like Green Bay had dominated the first half. Oh, right, dominated. and anytime. 
you feel like another team has dominated another team and it's a one score game that always raises red flags for me because that means they're keeping it close. They're not putting it away, but then the second half starts and all of a sudden green Bay rattles off 15 points. The Niners are only allowed uh seven. And then we're going into the fourth quarter again. Purdy looks bad. Purdy looks rattled. They've contained uh, McCaffrey for most of the game. Yeah, and they that's, keep that's what I'm saying. Is they, they, they did really good at containing him. Yeah. he And, I mean, he still ended the game with 17 carries, 98 yards, uh, five, uh, averaging six yards a carry. But that number is skewed. And he got 30, yards, he 30 had, yards on receptions. Yeah. Yeah. that But that 98 yards is skewed because I believe his longest run in the game was like 54 yards or something where he just broke it. And then at the end, he gets that second touchdown where they basically just let him score to try to get the ball back and go yeah. win the game. Which was so, smart. I thought that was the smart. That was a great coaching I decision, in my, in my opinion. I was, yeah. let him get in there. Do not let him hit that first down. Like, if you got the first down and they could just, like, no, you 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 let him just continue into that end zone. And, of um, course, I've seen idiots online be like, that was, that's how the NFL's rigged, like, blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, have you ever watched a football game? They All they would have to do is get the first down and then he just kneel the clock out. And then the mm-hmm. game's over. You yeah. let him score. If, if, you're they only were down smart. By if three. McCaffrey was smart, he should have just got to that one yard line and laid down. Yeah. Um, I mean, I've, you've seen it with other. You've seen other players do that in other years, where they get that first down, and instead of scoring to give the ball back, they just lay down. They lay down. They don't yep. go into the end zone. One of the most famous uh, Brian Westbrook ru- runs for my Eagles was him breaking a long run and then literally sitting down at the one to run out the clock. And you, and it's like a shot of Andy Reid on the sidelines where he's like. Whoa. And then after the game, you know, he praises for how smart a move that was, but (laughs) it ended up being the smart move because then we get to Jordan love again. I don't understand. And we'll talk about this with Josh Allen as well. You need a field goal. Why are you trying to get a touchdown? You've outplayed the 49ers for three quarters of this game. You can end all momentum by going down the field and setting up a field goal. Okay, but instead, Jordan Love tries to do his best Brett Favre impression, throws it across his body into double coverage. It was triple coverage. Uh, There was probably four or five people outside of the camera angle. I mean, he just threw one of the worst balls you're ever going to see. It was like that Brett Favre when he was on the Vikings, remember, and they're playing the Saints, and he just throws it, almost the exact throw, yeah. I mean, cross you, body into four dudes. There's a great like, shot of Chase Young, um, Chase Young for the Niners, just before the ball like even gets close, like he's already got his hands up and like celebrating because he's like, oh, I have three of my teammates literally standing in front of the receiver. It's an interception. Ugh. And then, uh, of course, Dude, we, all you had to do was all you had, you were so close. All you had to do was you're right. Get into field goal position and at least give yourself an attempt to shoot it into overtime. And look what happens in overtime. One of the one of my like I've already told you. I will always say heads. I will always say heads when in a coin flip <laughs> because of the Patriots uh, picking heads um, uh, and the the Falcons Super Bowl going into overtime. And forever, Matthew Slater, one of my favorite Patriot players of all time, I bow down to that man. I will always choose heads in a coin flip, always. And because of that man, that man. Well, and then... uh, You You could win it right there. You win the coin flip, you go down. They've had trouble stopping you. You know how flustered that team, that defense would be? Be like, oh shit, we go into overtime, Packers have the ball. Um, Especially when Aaron Jones is averaging six yards a carry. You yeah. just go right down the field and you just there's that win old it. saying there's that old saying you win win football games five yards at a time, whether it's running or passing. That was something that the Patriots did so well was those quick slant routes, those little out routes to the to the running backs, you know, just a quick three, four yards slice and dice the whole way down the field, ball con- uh, ball control, kill the clock. That's how you win football games, five yards at a time. And if he was averaging six yards, you just give it to him. Just let him run it. Run it, run it, run it. 
Dude, it, it frustrated me. It, it then, frustrated uh, me to my core. Jordan I Love, I, I try to give you so much praise at the end of the season. that You <laughs> you had your moment. You had your moment. I mean, that was his... Into, and you threw it into triple coverage. You had your moment, and you threw it away. That triple. was his... <sighs> so, yeah, that was... That was the... the that bothered me more than anything was is he played so smart the entire game. I know he played so I smart the entire game and he ruins it at the very end. And then, you know I what, know, buddy, uh, I, I mean, congrats to uh, Kyle Shanahan. Obviously, you know, my favorite coach. Oh, he's uh, the greatest coach of all time. A trailing by five uh, points entering the fourth quarter. He was 0-30 in this game. So now 30. he is. One of uh, 31. So congrats. I, when I saw that, I was like, oh, Packers got this. That's I, what I said. <laughs> That's what I said. And I then, literally, as soon as it happened, the, I turned off the TV. Like, I didn't even change channel. I turned the TV off. The wife looks up at me because she was, uh, at that time, she was feeding our son. And she just looks up at me and just doesn't say a word. And then just walk to the kitchen. She's like, mm-hmm. Just, just was like, I get it. Like, Okay. <laughs> Uh, like but she, you was, know what? she was stunned when she saw my face. It was great. But yeah. we got we got other games to get to. We're, well, we're, hold on. The last okay. uh, the last part with Brock Purdy is we gave him a bunch of shit for that game, but he did lead the game winning drive that ended up being the game winning right. touchdown. You know what? So I, I, give I was I I am. I'm not gonna go harsh on him like you did with his take. Um, well, it's his worst game, but also he's had phenomenal games and those, and those given concuss- him no credit for. Yeah, you know what? So. And those, you're saying those concussion games, dude. He had, a, he did. Like, okay. Oh, I agree. Yeah, but I agree. With I, that. I, again, if if by chance the Niners beat the Lions, um, and they go to the champ, you know, they go. Obviously, I'll be cheering for if it's the Ravens, if it's if it's Chiefs Niners, I will be rooting for one player. I will be rooting for Brock Purdy, one yeah. player. I will be rooting for one player. Like that's nothing against McCaffrey. That's nothing against like any of those other players, like Kittle, who reminds me of my little brother in a way. Like all the things, <laughs> like, um, like, I, no, no ill will to anybody else that you know. I have really no care for, yes or nay, positive or negative. But I would like to see Brock Purdy if that's the Super Bowl. If it ended up being the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs Purdy. I know you would be torn. You'd probably go for the Chiefs. I don't know because you. Hate I would. Them. I would. I would hope both teams lose. I yeah. just there's nothing I can. There's nothing of value I can get from a <laughs> Chiefs 49ers game. I Fair just enough. both. Ugh. But let's move on to the next game, Casino. Uh, the Sunday games. We had the Detroit Lions win 31 Woo. to 23 against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, story coming out of this game for me was Baker Mayfield. I mean, I like he was <laughs> traded or released. Wasn't he released last year? The Rams picked him up. Yeah. He does that Monday night miracle comeback victory thing. Nobody in the offseason is interested in him. The Bucks pick him up. And then preseason, it's like a quarterback competition between him and Kyle Trask. Right. And you're just like, how, like, how is Baker falling this far? And then he has a pretty damn good season, wins the division. And then in the game to go to the NFC championship, he goes 26 for 41, 349, three touchdowns. And then the game ceiling interception was bad. The first interception was just a tip ball that. Happens that was to anybody. Just, that that's so, good. That's just good linemen right there. You know, tipping the yeah. ball up. That second interception was bad though. Yeah, that was bad. That, that's fine. So, but still, you you make that you take that one interception away, and it's three TDs, one interception with three hundred and fifty yards. Yeah, you yeah. did all right. You did all right. You, I think you did your job. Uh, I mean, and then on and the he Lions, ran for fifteen yards on two carries. Good for him. <laughs> we can't forget that. Uh, but, uh, Mike Evans had also a great game. Eight receptions, Dude. 147 yards, Which one is touchdown. Crazy is, remember when Mike Evans the last year with Brady? Um, so last year, he just looked comp- like it was like, who, like, who, like, this guy is like gone. Like, Mike Evans doesn't exist anymore. So good for him having a really good game. Um, yeah, but 
You know what? Lions, told you, baby. Told you. Told you. Uh, yeah, I am still. They're, they're well balanced, dude. Well, well and then balanced. you look at Jared Goff, and I mean, what a game from him. 30 for 43, 287, two touchdowns. Jamar Gibbs had, uh, or Jameer Gibbs, I'm sorry. Nine carries, 74 yards, one touchdown. Averaging eight yards a carry, which is just (laughs) insane. And And then they didn't overutilize him. And I liked that because they they honestly could have just given it to him the entire game. And he could have had like an Aaron Jones game, just run, 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 run. But they, they mixed it up. They kept it very well balanced. And I think that's smart enough to you know not overwork some of your best players going into which you guys already thought was going to be the the conference you know the conference championship game that's how i'm looking at it i think they're really smart with how they ran their offense uh everybody in the receiving got a lot of love um amon ra st brown of course got the most uh not the most uh receptions but uh he got eight for 77 yards uh, Laporta got 65 yards. He had the most receptions. Um, Gibbs 40 yards, but you know, 40 yards on top of his 74 rushing is great. Um, yeah. And then William, uh, yeah, Williams 35. I'm looking at it right here. Brock Wright 29 Reynolds 27, like, and even Montgomery got 14. So like he's spreading the ball around and I, I really liked that having a team that is, especially with the offense being multidimensional. I'm from what I saw that Jordan love was able to do against that Niner defense. It's really going to come down to which offense can score more. It's which offense can score more. And if the Lions can do any bit of any bit of being able to contain McCaffrey, like the Packers defense did, then I mean, the, the Lions have this. Like I would have trouble seeing the Lions not being able to control this game. Yeah. No, I will see the my issue with this Lions team has been with what dogs has Dog, been with, with dogs. <laughs> yeah, yeah. they are the dogs. They are the dogs. I mean, they're biting kneecaps. But my yeah. issue with this Lions team, which has been the issue all season, especially in the playoffs, is we just talked about it. To Baker Mayfield and this Buccaneers team that, again, was a 9-8 and eight team. They were a good team, but they were 9-8, and eight, much like the Packers. Uh, they gave up against this Detroit Lions defense 408 total yards. That was 319 passing, 89 rushing. The average yards per play for the Bucks was seven yards per play. That's fair. And then the uh, now the Detroit got sacked them four times. They held them to a pretty good th- third down uh, efficiency. But when you play this Lions team, you're going to be able to move the ball on them. You're going to be able to control the clock on them. And it's one of those things where – we saw it in this 49ers game. If if the weather in San Francisco, because it's going to be in San Francisco, if the weather is it's rainy, it's it's muggy, it's that kind of weather, I'm picking the Lions all day. But if it's a clear day and the 49ers just get to play without any issues, I don't see how against this Detroit Lions team, they don't just put up yards, put up touchdowns, just control the time of possession. And again, this is coming from someone who 0% of my soul, of my being, of anything, as an Eagles fan, wants to see the 49ers in another Super Bowl. I, like, there's no fiber of my being that will not be rooting as passionately for the Lions as if they were the Eagles playing the 49ers because I hate them so much. And because I know so many 49ers fans in my life and half of them are the most obnoxious people on the planet. And the other half are the Cowboys fans. (laughs) Well, no, I'm even, I'm saying half of the 49ers fans I know are the most obnoxious people I know. And then the other half, I just don't want them to see happiness. Right. So it's like this. (laughs) So when we talk about, (laughs) When we talk about that Lions 49ers game, I am worried as just a 49ers hater that they are a team built to beat this current iteration of the Lions. 
right? And also, I sent you this last night. I saw it on ESPN. Uh, 0-11 in road playoff games in their entire history. So Right, Detroit, okay, but when was the last time they made the playoffs? <laughs> I mean, but that's what I'm saying. This is by far the best Lions team they've maybe ever had, right? Maybe ever. And I think they're a flawed team, but I also think that this Lions team is just playing with house money because, again, their quote-unquote Super Bowl was the wild card game. Everybody, myself included, was worried this would be a letdown game, and then they came out almost stronger than they did in the wild card game. So if they go into this NFC championship and just are better than the team we've seen the last two weeks, I mean, that's what everybody's rooting for because you alluded to it. I don't think on Friday's show we're really going to have that much of a discussion because you're going Ravens-Lions to win both those games, right? I am. I'm going Chiefs-Niners to win both those games Ah, because we don't – we live in a world where we don't get what we want. We don't get what the world wants to see. Thank you for reminding me. I was actually having a really good podcast, but now I just remember that, you know – I'm looking for a new job. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Thanks. And then also, we thanks. watch NFL expecting. No, just, just thanks. Just thanks. I'm, I'm done now. I'm we watch again. the NFL expecting the best yeah, of things, and then we always get the worst of things. And that segues perfectly <laughs> into the last Sunday night uh, playoff game of the weekend, which was the – Kansas City Chiefs winning 27 to 24 in Buffalo. Uh Patrick Mahomes doing what Patrick Mahomes does. 17 for cry and 200 dick. No, no, he didn't lose so he didn't cry this game. Oh, but we still suck the ref dick. So. 2 215 yards, two <laughs> touchdowns. Uh Pacheco 15 carries, 97 yards, one touchdown. And then Kelsey Came back in the playoffs like we all knew we would. Five receptions, 75 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, but the story of this game, let's talk about it, Casino, because we can't say anything about the Chiefs that hasn't already been said for years now. What we can talk about is this Bills team. Ah. I mean, what? Like, talk about a dynasty of nothing. They even have less of uh like room to talk than the 49ers and at least the 49ers are still in it and could potentially again, win the Super I, Bowl this year. And I told you earlier, they lost this game. They yes. lost this game. They did not, they did not get beaten. They lost this game. Uh, I mean, <sighs> dude, Josh Allen played okay, but like, dude, I'm over it. I'm, I'm over, <laughs> I'm over him. Just, just, Get him out of the quarterback position, put him in as a running back, and just call it a goddamn day. <laughs> well, also, it was, it, it was think... that whole thing that I talked about. Sorry, cutting you off again. It was like that whole thing with, um, oh my gosh, why am I now totally blanking on his name? Uh, played for the Broncos, uh, super religious dude, quarterback. Um, Tebow. Tebow. Dude, put him in as a fucking tight end. You know, <laughs> like. He would have made a. He probably would have had a very successful career if he was playing as a tight end. Dude, apparently it came out that he was dyslexic. Yeah, you want him to play as quarterback? Throw him as tight end, man. Give him the ball. Let him do what he did. Run. Uh Anyway. So does this, yeah, did you just send uh, but me I another think message? you just sent me another message. Really, I think the. Oh well, I uh, sorry. Um, no, just hold hold it by your mouth. Just hold it. Well, I'm, I'm like also, this. I'm also well, hold this the child. baby. Hold the hold. Make the baby hold the mic. I'm trying to also. The, I'm also trying to project a little bit more from sitting further back. But um, when I talk like when I get this close, I just want to be like sultry tones. Sultry I mean, tones. ASMR is huge, especially on YouTube. So, yeah. <laughs> so many people are getting turned on by that. But uh, <laughs> that sound was my baby. So careful, everybody. Whoa, whoa, careful. Well, uh, chill out now. But. Uh, the issue with me for this Bills team is member that even more so than Josh Allen. Remember all the critics of Josh Allen were like, he was nothing before Stefan Diggs got there. Stefan Diggs got there. All of a sudden he's this big quarterback, all this stuff. There's the famous picture of Stefan Diggs 
what uh staying on the field after a loss watching the other team do the podium ceremony against the chiefs and all that kind of stuff right blah 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 since that moment stefan diggs in the biggest games is just completely nullified completely disappeared nothing could be more emblematic of that fact than josh allen throws a perfect perfect what 50 to 60 dude, yard bomb was, in the air hits that, that, Stephon that, that, Diggs. dude it was like 75 yards it, <laughs> it seemed like he threw that from i don't remember where but it, in my mind i remember it being at like the 10 or not like the 15 and it landed at like the 20 on the yeah. other side yeah just a beautiful rainbow drops it right in Stefan Diggs' hands in stride, and it just goes through his hands as if he made – it didn't even look like he made an attempt to catch it. Stefan Diggs finishes this game, the biggest game, I would say, of the Bills' career, of the, his maybe career as a player, right, after the uh, the uh, famous plays of Blanken. But Stefan Diggs – after that, the Minneapolis Miracle, I'm sorry. After that one, this is the biggest game of his career. You're at home. You have a chance to beat the Chiefs for the team that has tortured your team and fan base for years. And you show up, you drop three receptions, 21 yards, that crucial drop on eight targets. So you show up to the biggest game of your career, three receptions, 21 yards. You're outperformed on your own team by Shakir, by Murray, by Cook, or you're tied with Cook, and then Dalton Kincaid, right? On your own team as the number one go-to guy, as the number one reason why Josh Allen is now all of a sudden this great, great quarterback, you again show up and do three receptions for 21 yards on eight targets. Dude, that's, like, so, that's so bad. You also fumbled. You also had a fumble in that game that also killed you. Like, just yeah, abysmal. He, abysmal. Horrible, horrible game. And then you try to run a – you're the Bills, and you try to run a fake punt with uh, DeMar Hamlin that goes nowhere. Why Dude, is that, that fake a- punt going to your third string safety? Uh, that nobody would know who he is. And they wanted, they wanted, they wanted him to have his moment. Yeah, maybe don't try to do that play for this guy to have his moment in the most important game of the last five years for your franchise. Like, and then we're at the end of the game. You're losing by three instead of trying to kick a field goal again. Same thing with the Packers 49ers. Instead of trying to kick a field goal in a game that it feels like the momentum is constantly going back and forth. The Chiefs don't have all the momentum. The only reason the Chiefs have the lead is because of a blown coverage on Kelsey where nobody covers him and he just walks into the end zone. But you can go down the field, get a field goal, take your chances in overtime in a game where the overtime rules have been changed to specifically fit you specifically because of your team is why there's new OT changes. And Josh Allen has his running back underneath wide open. Wide open. Times. That was, I that needed to touch. That was what I wanted to touch on about towards the end of this game. Wide open. And not only would that be the first down, that's probably an extra five yards on top of that. That could have been a 10 yard play and killed the clock. Cause he was in stride to get out of bounds. Yeah. And there's nobody around him. There's nobody around him. And it, again, it happened twice. Twice they could have hit that play back-to-back, gotten minimum 30 yards. You're right. kicking in a, a chip shot field goal. And, this and is, then and again, you're this taking is, your chance in OT. This is what I've talked about. Again, I'll bring it up again. What made Brady and the Patriots so successful was in those moments. In those moments where Brady needed to come down and do that and, and Mahomes does this a lot too, you know, give credit where credit's due. But in those moments where you need it, you don't do the long, the long big play. You slice and dice and you you hurry up offense. He didn't like me putting him down. You <laughs> slice and dice and you do the hurry up offense. You get you get that defense on their heels. 
you do the short out routes, you do the quick slants, the five yards, the five yards, the five yards at a fast pace, you kill that defense, you make them have to think of what they're going to do. They had the, they, they did that. They did that. And that's what Jordan Love did also at the beginning of that fourth quarter drive. Yep. You, you were, it was working because that works. That works in this NFL. Those quick where everybody, they're not, they don't want to give up the big play. So almost every team does, almost every single team does the bend don't break, especially when they know, hey, if we hold them to a field goal, we have a chance in in OT. But if we let them score the touchdown, we lose. So let's make sure that they don't get the touchdown. They're protecting the touchdown, but they're going to give you everything. I'm hitting the fucking table. They're giving you everything underneath. God damn, both of those games ended in such a horrible way where I guess just watching it as a being a Patriot fan and watching that throughout the years, I have to go back over and get him. But watching <laughs> yeah. how the Patriots did that for so many years and be so successful at it, seeing other teams not comprehend that's how you do fourth quarter comebacks. And the teams that win a lot of fourth quarter comebacks, Mahomes being one of them, they do those quick, quick throws. They just get up to the line. They run it. They run it. They run it. I'm going to go grab my son. He's upset. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, also, I mean, and then the, the ending of that game could not be any more perfect for just a brutal way to end, again, a game where everybody's rooting for the other team, which is why I'm scared for both the Lions and Ravens. Because unless you're a Chiefs fan, unless you're a 49ers fan, nobody wants to see another Chiefs 49ers game. Nobody wants to see another Super Bowl. That Super Bowl they first played was, again, I don't think memorable. It's obviously memorable after the fact because the Chiefs won it. But everybody in America who was not a Chiefs fan was rooting for the Bills to finally win at home and have a chance to go to the Super Bowl for the first time since they lost the four, right? So then kicker comes out. From a long distance, it was by no means a chip shot. It's still a shot you should make if you're uh, an NFL kicker, but still could have been a lot easier. And again, even if you don't do the slant route, you still have Josh Allen who can run up the middle for 10 yards and spike the ball two times in a row, right? Again, just to get closer, why are you playing for the win when you can go into OT in your home stadium to a team you're pretty much dead even with. And then field goal goes wide right. They miss it. Chiefs win. We have to suffer through another Patrick Mahomes. And, dude, it was so funny. When they were lining up for that field goal, I 100% not a lie. It's not me trying to just be like, oh, I knew it. I told the wife, I'm like, they're going to miss this. The Chiefs are going. This is how this game this is how the end of this game and this drive have looked. And as soon as she didn't respond to that, but as soon as it happened, I started giggling. I started giggling like a little schoolboy. Uh, <laughs> dude, it was the funniest thing. I, I again, and, and that time I didn't even turn off the TV that quick. I was, I was just laughing and giggling. So, so hysterically, Ugh. It was, it, I mean, it's comical. It was comical that that's how it's going to go. Again, I don't say the Chiefs won this game. I don't say that the Niners won their game. Both the Packers and the Bills blew their games because they were doing what they needed to do on those final drives. They were doing everything to a T perfectly. And then they decided to be dumb about it. Yeah, I don't, I mean... I mean, how much is that is the players? How much of that is how much of that is the players? How much of that is coaching and drawing up the plays? But I mean, the plays were there. So the plays were there. The players were were there. Um, Jordan Love, just just throw the ball away. Just run it out of bounds. Take your hit. Whatever. Ugh. But. That's all the games. Or actually, let's give the Chiefs their flowers. Even though we hate them, we still have to give them props where it's due. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, we talked about. Pacheco, Kelsey, we talked about. This defense, also very similar to the Ravens defense, where they just had Josh Allen on the run nonstop in this game. Uh, That's fine. Josh Allen can run. Yeah, which I also think 
uh, from what we saw from him in this game where he still rushed for 72 yards on 12 carries and two touchdowns, then you have the number one rushing attack and number one running quarterback coming that you have to go play on his field next week. Like, I I think the Lions I'm very concerned about against the 49ers because I just don't think it's a good matchup for the Lions. I think on the other side, I think the Ravens against this Chiefs team, I think the Ravens are built to basically take apart the Chiefs. I think the way their defense does, and again, the only time we've ever really seen Patrick Mahomes against this kind of defense that can get to him and lay shots on him was in that Super Bowl against Tampa Bay where he felt like he had no no uh, time to set his feet to wait for guys to get open. And I think also the Ravens have really good linebackers that can contain Kelsey. And then if they shut down Rice, I mean – you can you can't run on this Ravens defense. They're one of the best rushing defenses in the league. They get pressure on the quarterback. They blitz you out of your socks. So I think the 49ers are built to play the line this Lions team. I think the Ravens are built to play this Chiefs team. And if we get Ravens 49ers, which everybody has been saying has been a conspiracy since we've seen the colors on the Super Bowl logo. We need to start having a real conversation about the NFL because three years in a row for that to happen, that would be, again, that would be beyond coincidental. That would be insane. That'd be insane. Uh, but all right, Casino, we uh, ran overtime. Uh, we got to get out of here. We'll talk about uh, Embiid, and I want to talk about the NBA and NHL on next podcast, which we will because we kind of already covered who we're picking in the championship games, but we'll preview those games a little bit more, give you more insight on who we think is going to win those games and why. Then we'll talk NBA and NHL on next podcast. Anything uh, to say, Casino, before we head out of here? Yeah, I got to unmute myself. Sorry, <laughs> my kid was going, me, 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 me. Um, yeah. But uh, no, nothing really else. Um, but uh, bye. Please, football gods, give us lions. Give us lions, uh, Ravens. Please, please. please. That's please. my plea to you. Please. <laughs>